You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fourth and Manageable, an SEC football podcast. Brought to you by 2400 Sports. Now, here's Brad Edwards. All right, guys, welcome into Fourth and Manageable with myself, Ashley Holder, and Brad Edwards, the genius, the guy that knows everything when it comes to SEC football, not even probably just football, everything SEC just in general. I, I'm going to have to come this up with This is so it. not true. By the I'm way. Have to that's come all right. It's a good sell. Good sell. <laughs> I'm Keep always going to tell you, Brad, let me tell you something. They are going to love you if they don't already love you. Okay, just with my introductions by itself, but um, some couple, a couple of good SEC games coming up this weekend. We're going to talk about two huge matchups that everybody is going to be watching. Of course, we will as well. Let's start with Texas A&M and Arkansas. That other one is Tennessee and Florida. Guys, pipe down, pipe down. I know you're excited for us to break that one down, but like I said, let's start with that tennis, or excuse me, let's start with that A&M and Arkansas game. This one is a high-ranked um, game as well as a big one, once again, for A&M, who's just coming off a, another big win from Miami. Yeah, I mean, for, for both of these teams, you know, this is not the first big game they've played this season. Obviously, A&M had the unexpected loss to, to Appalachian State, but then the big game against Miami, now this one. You know, Arkansas opened up uh, with Cincinnati, and then uh, they had the the unexpected scare from Missouri State last week. So. Um, both both teams not exactly uh, just plowing into this one with a ton of momentum, uh, but it is a huge game and uh, and one that will have some significance in the SEC West. Uh, to me, the key to this game is going to be big plays, and I think especially through the air. You know, if you look at last year's game, um, the touchdowns there were three touchdowns in the game. Arkansas won at twenty to ten, and all three were long touchdowns. And uh, in the case of Arkansas, they were two long passes that both came in the first half. And basically, that's when the game ended. And, you know, I I think for A&M, they have a a defense that's solid enough that you're not going to make a living just slowly moving the ball down the field. You're going to have to hit some big plays. And so for Arkansas, I think that's a key. They've got to be able to do that. For A&M, the reason it's such a big deal is because their running game has been so disappointing this season. You know, they they switch quarterbacks now, and Max Johnson was okay against Miami, but they need to be able to make plays down the field because that's the weakness of this Arkansas defense is their secondary. They've struggled through three weeks. They're banged up in the secondary, and this is where they're vulnerable. And so if a and is going to exploit anything, get that offense moving, it's going to need to be through the air and, and being able to, to make plays 20-plus yards downfield. So I think for both teams – um, that's a key. And I think whoever wins this game is going to be the one that makes you know, the most big plays through the air. It's interesting that you say that you have to have those big plays through the air because we were just talking about this the last episode where A&M hadn't even reached once again 300 offensive yards. And you look at how they did win that game, but still struggled offensively, you know, to 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 get 
some some big plays if you rather if you want to say it that way, right? Yeah, I mean, look, two weeks ago when they lost to App State, their defense kept them in that game and and gave them a chance, but the offense just couldn't generate anything. Last week, A and M won because of special teams. And, and look, defense, the defense played well again. Right. Um, but it was really some big special teams miscues by Miami that was the difference there. And so uh AM's offense needs to show up. And this is going to be look with with conference play, you know, kind of going into full force uh, starting this weekend for most of the league. You know, you pretty much got SEC teams the rest of the way, and there aren't going to be many SEC teams on AM schedule that have a more glaring weakness on defense than what Arkansas has in the secondary right now. So uh, if, if A&M is, has the ability to throw the ball, we should see it, you know, coming up this weekend. It, it, they, we have to see it. Right. For for you, who would you say this is a bigger game for? Is this a bigger game for A&M, or are we looking at Arkansas really needs to, to make a statement as SEC play opens up? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it's a bigger game for AM just because of expectations. Now, Arkansas, obviously, with the higher ranking right now, they still have a zero in the loss column. So those are reasons you could say that that Arkansas maybe has more to lose. But I think when you when you take into consideration what was expected of these teams coming into the year, uh, for Texas AM, they thought they would be three and oh going into this game. And and look, they they won the Miami game, but once again, that was one that before the season started. They were expecting to win. Obviously, they weren't expecting to lose to App State. And so if, if they get to a point where they're two and two through four games, I'll tell you, it's going to feel a lot like last year. And last year ended up at eight and four. And just given everything that 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 they had been able to do, not only with beating Alabama last year, but then the number one ranked recruiting class, this was supposed to be maybe not a run at the playoff but it was supposed to be a really good year, preseason number six ranking. If A&M sitting there at two and two uh, with some really tough games remaining on the schedule, I I, I think it's going to be a really disappointing September for A&M, much more so than it would be if Arkansas loses this game and goes into October with a three and one record. I know you were just talking about how the defense also needs to show up as well. They did that against Miami to some extent, even though we know that that game was won through special teams, as you just mentioned. But what does the defense really need to accomplish when they're playing this ranked good team like Arkansas? Yeah, I, I mentioned that the key is, you know, the the big pass plays for, for both teams. That's how I think it's going to be decided. But if you're defending Arkansas, first and foremost, you need to stop the run. That's Arkansas's strength. And so, for AM, I, I think that's really where it starts is, is not let Arkansas get that running game going. Uh, but the other thing is their offense has to help them out because Arkansas yeah. will relentlessly pound and pound and pound. And if AM's offense isn't picking up first downs, eventually that defense is going to wear out. Now, I, I know they have good depth. They actually showed last week how much depth they have in the secondary and that they had couple of guys who were ejected for targeting in the first half. They had a couple of, of freshmen who were suspended 
So they were very thin in the secondary, and they held up for all four quarters against Miami. Uh, but this is a little bit different. We're talking now about testing that depth on the defensive front. And uh, you, your offense has to help you out. They can't leave you where you're you know, sitting out there and allowing the other team to run 80-plus plays. Yeah, this one should be a pretty good game uh, that we'll be watching. Again, Texas taking on uh, – excuse me, Texas A&M taking on um, – God, you know, I literally – just went blank. Arkansas. I was going to say something <laughs> else, but there we go. Hmm. Uh, another game that we're paying attention to, SEC. The biggest game of the week. It's coming. We're talking about it now, finally. Uh, Florida and Tennessee. Florida, the Gators, are going to go into a beautiful packed house at Neyland Stadium uh, where they do serve Gator on Florida uh, during Florida week. I do want to mention that. I never really liked Gator. In the stadium? They do. They serve Gator there. Uh, and they serve wow. by the stadium. Yeah, I do not like it. They say that, I mean, that, it's a popular American concession it's item. Gator, oh, that's nasty. You guys tell right. me. You know, I've had fried. Have you eaten, have you eaten it? Did you say you've eaten it? I have. They say it tastes like chicken. I, yeah, I it, it kind of does. Like for at least fried it, gator does. I, I'm not sure how other how many other ways you can make tell, gator. But you can't tell me it's it's chicken or it tastes like no. chicken. But then tell me it's gator. Like you have to just be like, hey, this is chicken. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, okay, I really like this. But you, yeah. just, you just can't confuse me like that. But, again, a lot of people uh, – Tennessee is clear favorites right now. But a lot of people, some people will say, uh, still think that Florida has a chance of coming to Neyland and take this game away from the Vols. Um, you look at last year's game, they had a three-point difference at halftime, and then they end up ultimately winning 38-14. to 14. Brad, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily going to be the, the case this year. Who do you see coming out on that? first and and what's your key to the to to a win for that team i'm assuming you're going to say tennessee that is i i think tennessee is going to win this game i think tennessee is is clearly the better team right now and they're at home um florida's going to have to to do something they haven't done all season long which is get the passing game going remember that the opener when they beat utah and everyone was so excited about anthony mm -hmm. richardson their quarterback and and he he looked great in that game and there were people talking about him maybe being a top 10 draft pick mm -hmm. and i'm you know i'm not saying that there's no way that'll happen because you watch him play you you can see his ability and and it's off the charts but he still has a long way to go as far as experience and just figuring out how to play quarterback in the sec he's the key to this game because i think for florida to be able to win, they have to be the team that gets the superior quarterback play. And, and it, it's going to require him to be able to deliver in the passing game in a way that he hasn't so far this year. And I, and I think he needs to find out how to get involved in the running game again, too. You know, at week two, when they were basically shut down by Kentucky's defense, that was what Kentucky really did that Utah wasn't able to do, was mm -hmm. to keep him from running. Um, and then South Florida did a pretty good job of that again last week. And if he's not running, what is he giving you? Because and this is this is going to blow people's minds. If you haven't looked at Florida stats through through three games now, Anthony Richardson right now for the season is completing barely over 50 percent of his passes mm -hmm. for fewer than 150 yards per game. He has zero touchdown passes this season, mm -hmm. three games. Four picks, you know, two each in the last two games. So, I mean, the passing game is 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 almost a liability at this point for Florida. 
they they've got to be able to to get something out of that. And not I mean to win this game, I think they've got to get a lot out of it, not just something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something would be progress from what we've seen, especially the last two weeks. So it's safe to say that this game is probably more so bigger for Florida than it is for the Vols. Um, no, no, I, I don't think so. Because, and the reason I say that is because Florida has a first year head coach. And while there was a lot of excitement after beating a top 10 team in the season opener, um, I, I think they can still be a little realistic about where they're supposed to be, you know, with the, especially with a quarterback who, who barely had more experience in the sec than the head coach did. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so, so with Florida, yeah, you, you don't want it to end up being a seven and five type season. Um, but this is a game you can live with losing this as long as you, as long as you look good and you're competitive, um, they're going to be, you know, plenty of chances for more wins down the road. Uh, but for Tennessee, given the way the season started, this is a game that they really need to win. And I think especially when you consider, okay, they're 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 trying to build something. I mean, not that they aren't at Florida, but they're trying to to get back uh, to a certain point in Knoxville, and they know they still have Georgia and Alabama left on the schedule. Right. And and <laughs> when when you got those two you know you can't drop. It, like if you're trying to have a really good season, you can't afford to drop a game, especially at home against a team that's not as good as you are. And so for that reason, I would say this game is more important to Tennessee because for them to have a, a really successful season, this is a game that they absolutely have to win. Yeah, and Tennessee right now averaging 52 points per game. Again, they they did play a kind of a no-name team when you look at last uh, week against Akron, but they are averaging 52 points per game right now. Um, they finished seventh in scoring offense last year under Coach Heifel's first year, so they're obviously off to a good start. But he's also got a lot of criticism. I was I, I was reading a couple of different article, articles of where they were saying that the offense is too simple for the Vols and that they need to do, you know, a, a lot more. And they just more so it's simple. You rely on the quarterback to, to, to make those right plays, right? It's not too many, too many extra stuff on top of it. What, what do you make about that? I, I mean, what, what do you mean by simple? Because I mean, if it, if it works, um, Watch who cares? How, I mean, I'll tell you this, the Texas A&M offense, as far as the, the playbook and everything is incredibly complex. Um, how much good has that done them? All right. Like, like I, I, I can name a few teams um, that have been really good on offense that had a fairly simple playbook. Uh, just, you know, about 10 plays, they ran out of different looks and just did them over and over and over and really difficult to stop. And uh, I mean, it, w- one that comes to mind was the, the Auburn team in 2013 that, you know, came about 15 seconds away from winning a national championship. It wasn't much complicated to what they did. But what they did do, they did it really, really well. And I think this offense allows you to do that. So I don't know. Maybe maybe people are bothered by the fact they haven't run the ball that well uh, mm-hmm. so far this year. They certainly they could run it better. Um, another thing I think that, that Tennessee could do better offensively, is, I think they need to improve in the intermediate pass game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're talking about, you know, 10 to 20 yards downfield, however you want to define it, somewhere in that range. Um, you know, they, they certainly have plenty of deep shots in that arsenal. They're going to take those shots, but the more that you can complete in the intermediate range, the more you're going to require those DBs to be honest, which is going to open up more, more of those opportunities further down the field. So those are two places that I can, I I can see them needing to make progress or wanting to make progress. 
Um, but ultimately, I mean, so far so good. And, and, you know, I mean, is that good enough to beat Georgia or Alabama? No. I mean, they're going to have to do some of those other things to win those games, but given where they are in the season and who they have coming up on deck, I'm not sure that they need to do a whole lot differently, you know, on offense. Like I, I look at on defense and the one place that I would say that Tennessee hasn't really been tested. I'm not saying they haven't been good, but where they haven't been tested is against the pass. And I mentioned that's a key for Florida. They've got to find a passing game. Tennessee hasn't really played anybody this season that throws the ball very well. And, and, and that's considering that against Pitt, you know, Pitt's starting quarterback was out for the whole second half of that game. And the backup was injured for a good bit of that time. So um, whenever that comes, whether it's this Saturday against Florida or somewhere further down the line, that that's a question that we really have to have answered about this Tennessee team is, is how good are they in the secondary you know, can they uh, be able to to hang in there defensively against a team that throws the ball really well? Yeah, like you said, I mean, if it's if it's not broke, why why try and fix it and switch something else up, right? It's yeah, wait till you struggle offensively before you start well, nitpicking the offense. Exactly, especially if you're if you're averaging fifty two, you would hope that that actually continues against Florida, your arch nemesis in the way, if you want to say that. But uh, and we'll continue that conversation when it comes to the Vols as well as the Florida Gators coming up this weekend. Up next, Brad has a conversation with Mike Wilson from the Knoxville News Sentinel. Stay with us. That's coming up next.